You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Poncho Section. Today is a very special episode because today we have the band Cousin Earth. Cousin Earth is a diminutive hair suit being composed entirely of floor-length hair, often accompanied by a bowler hat and sunglasses, and he speaks in a high-pitched gibberish that is understood only by other family members, that family being the Adams Family, where he is a regular supporting character in subsequent motion picture, television, and stage adaptations. They are the cousin of family patriarch Gomez Adams, and during the show have attempted a multitude of professions, such as an actor, a singer, a marriage counselor, and a zoo curator. Oh, wait a minute. I, I, I did it again. This is not the band Cousin Earth. This is the description of Cousin It, a fictional character from the Adams Family television and film series. The Brooklyn-based band Cousin Earth is pushing the limits of both the genre and musicality, presenting a multitude of styles including rock, funk, ragtime, Latin, bluegrass, hip-hop, and even electronica. No music style is off-limits for this otherworldly live act. The five-piece band consists of Joey Kalfa on ukulele, guitar, vocals, Terry Brennan, on vocals, keys, percussion, and kazoo. Corey J. Feldman on U-bass, vocals, and trumpet. Melissa Ray on vocals and percussion. And Nate Searing on drums and vocals. Cousin Earth released a full-length album entitled Human Music on April 27th, 2018. This release fully embodies the intricate musicality, sense of humor, and tight vocal harmonies that they have become a staple of their live act. We have the privilege of speaking with Cousin Earth today and are very excited to welcome Corey and Terry to the poncho section. Oh, thanks. What's thanks. happening, guys? Yeah, I apologize for that uh, little mix-up of thinking you guys were a short, hairy person. Well, for, for a moment, I thought it was a pretty accurate description yeah. of myself. <laughs> How long did it take you guys to realize that we were describing, or that Mike was describing the Adams Family? Uh, until he mentioned the Adams Family. Until he mentioned the Adams Family. Oh, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> about right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Like bowler hat, shaggy, weird. I was like, oh. Get him out of here. He's just talking about me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> High-pitched voice. I got it. <laughs> well, welcome to the poncho section. Guys, thank you guys us, for coming. No sweat. Yeah, so I guess kicking things off, just first off, why ukuleles? Why not ukuleles, man? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that, that answers that. That's By accident is, uh, is the answer, really. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we don't. We didn't even. It just like happened. We don't. Yeah. It's like one day. You we know? we were all in a in a progressive sort of like jam band uh, with guitars and regular full size instruments, and Joey was putting together this sort of side project where he was going to play ukulele in the subway with our drummer Nate, hmm. and. Uh, and he was like sort of workshopping that and uh you know little by little we kind of wanted to join in and so all the members of the progressive band mercury landing like kind of joined this ukulele project which at the time was called ukulelean mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and little by little it just became more popular than our other band and so we started started doing it and uh it's it was very um uh just sort of natural the way it all came together yeah. honestly yeah i mean he just uh, one day we were all hanging out he just plugged that ukulele into his pedal board too and it was like 
wow, what is that? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You're like, and let's uh, try something really crazy with all all the regular pedals. And he yeah. was like, eh, you know, yeah. I'm a purist. And then he tried it out, and it was, yeah, it was amazing. Nuts. It was crazy. <laughs> haven't, sure. haven't looked back. Yeah, well, I was watching one of your videos from, I believe it was Brooklyn Bowl, and it's and Joey is like shredding on on the ukulele, and I'm watching this. I'm like, you don't really see this every day. Like, <laughs> I just, I mean, it's awesome. I was like, but like, you never see anyone just like going nuts on a ukulele. It's just like very. It seems like very unique. I've I've seen other people try the concept out. Yeah, but um, I think just because Joe has this sort of like alien, almost uh, definitely almost inhuman talent with stringed instruments that uh like that in itself alone is he he just plays a lot better than most people i think and uh you add his prowess with the pedals which is like just as vast his knowledge of electronics you know um and uh it's impressive for sure yeah and he and he took took it upon himself also to like really dig into the the purest ukulele side of it as well yeah his technique is like legit he mm-hmm. does a lot of the uh, the finger picking and all that, yeah. and like uh, he also adapted adapted the tapping the tapping style techniques that you you know a lot of uh, acoustic guitar players use, um, and it and adapted that to the ukulele. So there's like that element of it as well. Um, a bunch of our songs, even like songs that you wouldn't think that are you know acoustic tapping type songs, actually are. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the the most. Uh, obvious one that comes to mind is our song "Super Fun Laser Beams," which is like a super dancey, almost electronica esque song. But he's actually just tapping the ukulele fretboard when he when he starts the song, which is pretty cool. It's, a, it's just fun to watch. I mean, as a, as an audience member, I think so. Yeah, because um, yeah. he's he's not like looping anything. He's actually playing it live really fast. Yeah. Really, you know, it's uh, it's it's nuts. And he he studied with Gabe from Consider the Source. And oh, that wow. and that, that comes across, I think, a lot in his in For his sure. playing, because mm-hmm. those guys are, are nuts. The, it's just to watch their hands, it's like, oh my god, you guys are <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. It's supernatural. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Now, you guys, I don't want to step on your questions, but you guys have known each other for quite some time now, right? Because you guys played. Yeah, you said prior. So you guys were in a band prior uh, to Cousin Earth. Yeah, we were. Uh, well, you can. It was it was Corey's band, Mercury Landing, which yeah. started like when when did that band start? Uh, the the first incarnation of that band was as early as two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Terry and I uh, worked together uh, uh, at waiting tables, and that's where we met before everybody else. And mm-hmm. I'd seen his band Belt play, which is mm-hmm. what he calls a smart Alec grunge pop. Did I get that right? Yeah, smart yeah, Alec that's, grunge pop. yeah, that's, yeah. That's uh, that was the description. I like that and, description a lot. Yeah, it was, it was punk, but not punk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very clever. It was super fun, super fun band. I'd seen his band perform before, and I'd seen him play. And uh, you know, Terry, when I saw him play, I was just like, "This guy just makes me want to party." Like that's the vibe that I got off of him. Mm-hmm. So like when my band was kind of going through a, a musician shuffle, we talked, we ended up jamming and hanging out, and he was the first one to kind of jump in 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 with the band. And uh, then it was. Nate with Craigslist. I found him on Craigslist. Oh, Craigslist. All right. And uh, Tara, our previous singer, I also found on Craigslist. And Joe and Nate knew each other previously because they were in a Frank Zappa like, mm-hmm. cover yeah. ensemble in college the together. Mo- were they the mothers of... Ooh, mothers uh, of Intention. Mothers of Intention. Intention. Yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah, well, so. That was with uh, one of the professors. Because we went Mark to... Mark Paquette. Yes. yes. Yeah, that dude's, okay. that dude's the man. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Indeed. 
Wow, but yeah, so we, uh, yeah, we, we've known each other for a while. I mean, it was probably like, I mean, I probably met Terry in like 2010 or something like that. Some, I don't know. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And the, the first, the first sort of like official ukulele gig was at, uh, one of those, uh, Palladium, my, my buddy Ben Hertzfeld ran this Palladium concert series. There's like free concerts in the park, uh, mm-hmm. all summer long, like at different parks all over New York city. And that was like where, where Joe first did his official ukulele yeah. thing, which I, I think was 2013. I think so. Yeah. Sounds about right. Hmm. Yeah. That's oh. very cool. And so talking about like vibes, I was, the vibe I get when listening to you guys is just straight up fun. Like <laughs> just listening, seeing you guys perform like on all the videos. It's just fun. Is that like the vibe you guys are going for? Is there like a specific feeling you uh, guys try to achieve? We either? do. We do like fun yeah. a lot. <laughs> fun is good. a cornerstone. Fun, fun is good. <laughs> it's, it's like, I think, I think there are a bunch of that, that thing that people look for when they go to see live music, that sort of intangible thing they can't put their finger on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a bunch of different pathways to that feeling and some people do it with like anger, and some people do it with sadness, and some people do it with you know, like dance beats. And we we kind of like fun. <laughs> yeah. Fun, fun. I think is the best avenue to that place. Yeah. And and I mean, I think, in yeah. my opinion, yeah. I think a lot of people comment to us like, you know, it's just you guys just look like you're having such a good time up there. You're like you're mm-hmm. having so much fun. And a lot of times, uh, I'll say something to the effect of like, this project is just a very joyful project for yeah. all of us. And Smiles like, are infectious. Laughing yeah. is infectious. We like to infect people. Yeah. <laughs> well, it makes other people enjoy it too. Yeah. And you know, watching videos or going to see you guys live. I mean, that's. I mean, that's what you want. You want people at your live shows, you know, mm-hmm. having a good time and then telling their friends yeah, about what a great exactly. time they had. You yeah. Know? We can only hope that comes through in the in the recorded uh, product, but uh, yeah, but it's certainly part of the live show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I wrote this part next thing down just so I remember I get everything word for word. I love the song Train Luck. <laughs> and I think it like as a New Yorker, like really sh- struck me and i think what the hell is train traffic should be like the motto of every new yorker yeah <laughs> uh plus i love the sound of that envelope filter oh, on that yeah, base yeah. oh my god it's it's wild so i was like curious who wrote that song was that like a collective thing of just everybody being fed up with that the was, mta that was mostly joe that was joe's <laughs> baby the the train luck baby uh he he had a bunch of verses and he he brought in the concept and we kind of just uh we just built on his initial idea, and it became what it became. Uh, we we were like, let's make this real silly. Let's go full Frank Zappa. You know, we want slide whistles. We want kazoo and sound effects and like mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. You got the full acapella barbershop breakdown in the middle. Yeah, I was I was thinking like you know. night at the, night at the opera kind of yeah. <laughs> Queen. Everybody's coming in. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> we just wanted to go full tilt nuts, which I think. Uh, Generally, uh, with all the stuff on on the record, um, we just kind of wanted to do the most ostentatious, over-the-top versions of all these songs that we could pull off. Sure. And I definitely can say that Joe hated the train more than everybody. Uh, it's <laughs> true. By, like, a long Joe shot. hates a lot of things more than everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, and, he, and he brings it out in his music sometimes when he writes, for sure. And that's that was a good a good example of it. But that ended up being like pretty cathartic for all of us, that one, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know? That's something that everyone struggles with if they live oh, either yeah. in the city or in the surrounding areas, even if you have to use the train like yeah. every, every so often. Even if you've been to New York a couple of times yeah. and and you're like, oh, I, I, you know, let's use the subway to save money or just for the experience, you're going to be sorry you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Yeah. You will see something. Life it will, will find disturb a way. you. That's exactly right. Yeah, I I went on. I've probably talked about this before, but I I went on a date with someone years ago who said like how much she loved the energy on the subway, like that it was such like it was so like creative and stuff. And I was like, wow, like this will not work. How did that? No, we never. No, that was it because because like I cannot uh, clearly I'm on like a completely different page from this person. So I'm glad there's like other people out there who understand (laughs) that it's not it's not like a. It's not a great place to be. I mean, you got to be <laughs> yeah. delusional. Yeah, it's somewhat. I, f- I feel like when I was younger in New York, I had like sort of like a like a naive like like love it towards it, and like become cynical. You like you're also like it's like the model of you know of yeah. of just a huge awesome infrastructure that like takes everybody everywhere. It's like sure. so cool to think about it, and then like you're on it for 15 years, and like. You know, you get this dude doing Showtime, like almost kicking you in the face, doing yeah. backflips in front of you, and a homeless guy asking you for a granola bar or money or fifteen cents or whatever. You're like, oh my god, please, just I just want to be home. I, mm-hmm. I had that happen I once where I was bed. on the train and like they were and the, the kids were coming to do Showtime, and like they asked me, like, can you move slightly because like we're gonna be doing our thing like over here. It's like, and and I of course like I was like, all right, whatever. But yeah. like it's such like an obnoxious thing, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, like we we we're here now. We're gonna do our thing, so everyone's gotta like clear out. Yeah, it's, it's, and then give us money afterwards. It can be it can be very <laughs> awkward, and it's like they're they're my favorite is like when I'm sitting there and I'm like I like watch things on my iPhone or usually, and I'm like I have headphones on. Clearly, I'm not paying attention to them. Yeah, and like. They'll like hang upside down from the from like the raft, the like the bars on the top of the ceiling, and he'll like lean in and look at me and try to like give me the fist pound. Oh, yeah. oh. And I'm like, now I have to, now I have to actually respond yeah, you to gotta, you. You got to engage. With I have them. to engage. Like, I, I am such an ass if Can't I don't leave a dude hanging when uh, he's hanging. I just, yeah. Now I feel bad because if you ignore it, they know like you're clearly ignored. Like, it's yeah. too obvious. Yeah, and it's, it's like I don't want to like I don't want to be that jerk, but like I also like do not support you. So yeah. it's like, ah. Uh, Oh. Um, it's like I—I I mean, I'm—I'm I'm all for busking subway, you know, in the platforms and all that, sure, and I've sure. and I've been part of that here and there. But and on fun. on the train, it's like, dude. Well, it's fun because also people can stop and they can watch you sure. performing, or it, or they can keep going if they have to get to where they need to be. Like it, you're not like stuck. It's an audience choice. Yeah, yeah not yeah. the performer's choice. Yeah, yeah. You, mm-hmm. like because once you're in the train car, you're pretty much locked in unless you yep. want to try and. You know, so, Corey, you mentioned super fun laser beams, and mm-hmm. you described it as like electronica stuff, which is interesting because when I was listening, I totally got like a funky, psychedelic prog rocky kind sure, of thing. Yeah, it's so I was just curious. Like, clearly, there's a lot going on there, and so what are like is everybody's influences? What does everybody kind of like bring in to the table? I think we come from a lot of different angles mm-hmm. as musicians. Um, I mean, there is surely a jam band vibe going on behind what we do, but that that word has a, a stigma that's pretty pretty rough attached to it for a lot of people that aren't involved in the mm-hmm. jam band sort of scene. But uh, I mean, it it goes a lot of, a lot of different ways. Frank Zappa, as as Terry said before, is probably one of our biggest influences. Obviously, Joe and Nate met in that sort of band. Uh, and fish has been a huge influence for a bunch of us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, personally, Umphreys McGee is one of my favorite bands, and they are 
decidedly a jam band. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also like uh, a lot of, I mean, a lot of other things that that go back to classic rock and jazz and like I yeah. listen to a lot of Tito Puente. Like I love Tito. Puente. A lot of music with a sense of humor, stuff yeah. like Talking mm-hmm. Heads. They yeah. might be oh, giants. Yeah. Tenacious D. Yeah, yeah. Tenacious D. Um, you know, and uh, I mean, yeah, we all grew up listening to different stuff. I'm not really a jam band kid. I'm more like a punk rock kid. So like I I really love the Clash. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love reggae. You know, like, and I think that you know. Uh, we come together as a band on the styles that make us all feel the best. And I, I think that comes across the music too. It's like, we're pretty democratic. Nobody's taking the, the reins and like, you know, spearheading all the songwriting. We're kind of finding elements of the stuff that we all like and putting them together and creating these sort of like, you know, five person musical collages yeah, I, I don't know putting is it. it a collage collages yeah. are messy <laughs> yeah no I we're think, not messy i think that's i think that's a good way of putting it though because like what like and that's something that we just we just played a show recently and someone was like you guys are just so different from everything that i've ever heard mm-hmm. and i mean that's partially because of the instrumentation but partially because like our songs from one to the other do not have like a specific sound that oh, that like binds them all together like the instrumentation and the and the sound of the instruments together is what binds us yeah. like the styles that we play are so vast and different super fun laser beams and train luck like couldn't be more opposite songs you yeah. know like i'd like to think we could play kind of like any genre and you would still know that it's us yeah, exactly. and I, I think i think that's uh, an important element to have as a band there is like there's like a few genres that we've talked about that we haven't even that we haven't tackled yet and we're like we're gonna write a song in -hmm. this vibe because we haven't done that yet so like let's try that haven't really tackled uh metal yet we haven't done anything really hardcore no we haven't done metal that'll be interesting we we tickled it though we've tickled it (laughs) yeah i mean yeah we've tickled it (laughs) i feel like too that you don't you guys don't really pigeonhole yourself into one thing and it and that reaches a lot of people Mm mm-hmm and you guys kind of come together with all your different influences where you have more of like the punk influence, mm-hmm. um, you know, the jam band influence. Like that's that's really neat. And I feel like not a lot of bands have that where they kind of have their set, their genre, and then they have the specific kind of audience maybe mm-hmm. that's going to gravitate towards them. Well, you, you can definitely screw yourself over that way in yeah. a lot of ways because uh, people like to be told what to like. And if you can't like yeah. explain it, in a sentence, um, it's hard for people to um, want to check it out. But um, on the other side of that, if you can create something that is um, unique and sort of like has its own vibe and enough people start to like it, then more people will take a look and, and be like, oh, man, this is this is a lot more complex. You know, there's a lot of bands that are able to pull that off, like you know Dave Matthew Dave Matthews band everybody like shits on Dave Matthews band mm-hmm. but like uh they they are like one of those bands you can't really nail down exactly what kind of music that is yeah but it's definitely them when you hear it mm-hmm. yeah and it's good vibes and they sell out you know so they're doing something right yeah they have a huge fan base yeah and i i would like to think that we're capable of like achieving the same sort of space sometimes i think yeah. that we like we appeal to like just an audience that is a little bit attention deficit friendly because mm-hmm. yeah. like what we do is just <laughs> like, like it's just constantly changing so people yeah, are always yeah. like what are they gonna do next oh okay what are yeah. they gonna do next okay oh that's interesting um and like again like terry said that can that can you know that can be good or bad depending on your project you know because mm-hmm. some people want to just like hear that 
you know, that gypsy rock go-go bordello thing, and that's the thing that they want to hear, and that's what they came for. But sometimes people just want to be, like, entertained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of the idea, I think. Yeah, if if you get the audience to trust you, you can sort of take them anywhere, and mm-hmm. they'll be, be like, yeah, keep doing that. That's, like... Like fish is like really good with that. Mm-hmm. They can just they can do whatever the hell they want, and everyone's just gonna go, "Oh yeah, give me more," because it's fish. Yeah. yeah, like oh, I love fish so much. So, m- my hope is at the end of the day, we 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 have that kind of power where we can just kind of do anything that we want, and it, it'll be fine. And we're building the foundation. Yeah, for it, yeah. Right now, we're still kind of focused on making everything sound really good and not taking yeah. too many risks, but <laughs> still being like outlandish. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've seen you guys um, doing some covers. I saw one. You did a cover of Hey Ya. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that that was one of the uh, that was one of the OG covers. Yeah, yeah that's an early one. Yeah. Oh, those are okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked it, and it's like and kind of captures like the the fun vibe I think of of the original version. There's also another one, and I don't know who the the guy is. He does like a, a kind of a sadder version of the song too. Um, do you oh, know what I'm talking, know talking about? Ah, uh, the. It's like hey on a minor key. Yeah, I think so, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm kicking myself right now because I can't remember the the dude's name. Everybody's gonna be yelling right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. just uh, yeah, look it up and uh, it reminds me because I'm, I'm, I'm a big Ben Folds uh, Ben Folds Five fan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and, Ben and, uh, Folds is great. I saw him do a show once where he uh, he talked about I think it was song for the dumped and he was like this was supposed to be like a big like hit and then like I wrote it in a major key so like they didn't want it to be a hit because it was a sad song and it was supposed to be minor so then he played it solo in a minor key yeah. to end the set and then like smash his piano bench against the piano and walked off stage and I was like that's, that's badass freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you don't uh, need to like even if you have sadder lyrics, you can still have fun with it too. Right? Yeah, you sure. can do you can kind of do whatever you want. Absolutely, definitely. So yeah. speaking of some not sad, but these are weird. Uh, <laughs> when the dinosaur comes back from outer space, uh, I think that might be the greatest, most positive sounding song about the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I even think so. Yeah, I don't, even have, I don't even have a question for that. That's, I mean, that's just it's just a good song. That's kind of kind of what I, that's sort of my mo. That's like <laughs> yeah, my, that's... My, the band that I was in previously. I sort of specialized in writing really happy, catchy tunes about terrible, horrendous things happening. Yeah. And it's yeah, great. So that band no longer exists. Yeah. <laughs> it's on an indefinite it's hiatus. It's on an yeah. indefinite hiatus. Hiatus. But yeah, that that's I mean, that song is uh for us is like it, that's another like uh, moment of joy for us. It's just like super joyful and we uh we do have the uh, one of those inflatable dinosaur costumes that comes out from time to time. I mean, cuz well, admit it. Okay, so this is it's a terrible situation, right? Like it's the apocalypse. There's dinosaurs, right? It sucks, and everyone's going to die, but part of you is going to be like, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's got kind of that feeling, I, I should think. say, by, by the time of this podcast airs, we will have a video for that song, too. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, I mean, it, it technically is done right now, but we just don't know where in, on the internet it is yet. It's floating It's on a computer, and on our buddy Tom's it's in outer you know, space, house space, or something. Space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so keep an eye out for that for yeah, sure. It's, absolutely, that's exciting. Yeah, it's gonna be actually super awesome. It's animated, so it'll oh, be fun. oh yeah. we'll we'll put that on our page too. Yeah, yeah whenever um, that comes. Yeah, I, seriously, I hope it's done by the end of the night tonight. Oh, yeah, it, it should oh, be. Fantastic. Yeah, when the dinosaurs come back from outer space, go check it out. Yes. On, <laughs> on all of your pages. Sweet. Yes, definitely. And then uh, another song I wanted to talk about was Capricorn on the Cob, <laughs> which is 
and there's absolutely crazy amount of time signature changes. And oh, yeah. was that like thought of ahead of, ahead of time that you were like, all right, we're going to do a song that has crazy amount of changes? Or was it something that just like naturally like evolved? We actually, as it? a band, uh, just uh, we wrote that song on the spot and recorded it all in one take. <laughs> I'm sure that is and, yeah. and what you hear on the record is the, just this one time we were hanging out that is a the biggest fallacy anyone has ever <laughs> perpetrated <laughs> in, in anyone in the history of anyone's entire life oh, come oh on my guys God. band lore oh band lore come God, on dude. oh that would be great right uh, um, dude that song is yeah it's a trip and a half um, it's wild. It's it's great. It's it's funny too because like even the time signature changes. Like I I me and Joe and Nate really like spent a lot of time like kind of. I think they just rolled dice and like we're, like whatever numbers the <laughs> dice came. They're like okay, we're doing this in thirteen four. Dude, I thought I I wanted to do more complicated stuff with it because it goes back and forth between like a seven and a five sort of thing. I think yeah and. uh and I and it, and it also modulates, but I like I wanted to modulate it differently instead of going half a step on the first time, then full step, and then and everyone was like, "Dude, just just calm down, Corey. Okay, just take it easy. All right, it's good the way it is. We don't need to make it any worse. All right." But yeah, that that song, uh, it's it's just some like I heard if you modulate too much, you can go blind. <laughs> it's 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 possible. Yes. And I hear your hands get hairy. <laughs> yes, yes, like hairy fingernails. Yeah. Corey's got the hairiest palms. Oh, dude, it's rough. Yeah. Oh my god. Ukulele bass exacerbates the situation. Uh, sure. Man, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, what else? I mean, lyrically, that song is really fun, too. Uh, it, it actually touches all the, every zodiac symbol. Yeah. And some are more obvious than others. Uh, but. It's for me. That's it was a little bit of a piece to raise these stones because I put a lot of a lot of head head work into that one. And there's a, a sister song to it that hopefully will be on our next uh, release called uh, the Soft Shell Crab Nebula. The most delicious of all the nebulas. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, but it, this worked out like this album just for me personally because I'm one of those people that. Uh, my friends hate me when we like try to share music. So like they'll send me like, oh, you should check out this song, and I'll be and I'll be like, oh, that's cool. Here, you should check out this song, and it's like a seventeen minute song. <laughs> so like for me, like the longer songs, I was like, yes, this is my, this is like where I live. Yeah. So that, that was great. You had a few of those songs where I was just like, all right, I could, yeah. I could dig this. There's a couple long ones on yeah. there. Yeah, and I feel like even on record, we were we 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 aired on the shorter side for even the long songs. Mm-hmm. Our uh, when, and we attach all sorts of other covers in between, like, and teases in there. Like, Capricorn, when we play it live, can be, with with the full suite of songs that we add to it's it. like, like 26 20, minutes. Yeah, like 20, oh, 26 wow. minutes of music straight. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, what the what the the one thing that the record truly lacks is the connective tissue between the material that we do at the live shows, which is like a lot of like cartoon theme songs and video game music, and you know covers from every era. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's something you definitely won't get on wax, but you'll get if you come to a live show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. mix it up a lot. Capricorn will often have like a Jimi Hendrix song into Capricorn, then it'll have a, a Sonic the Hedgehog theme in it, mm-hmm. and then we'll end the song, and then before we end and introduce the band, we do uh, a moment from Metallica. Well, right or, now we're doing Powerhouse. Oh yeah, Powerhouse, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, or whatever, whatever that last theme is, and then it'll come back, and at then the we'll end. knock everything over, destroy all the instruments, and then pick them back up and go into Helter Skelter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just insanity. 
Very yeah. cool. So we're recording right now in March, and we're approaching, I believe, the one-year anniversary of Human Music being released. Yeah, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, yeah almost there. Like, like April 20th, yeah. something? Yeah, 27th. Yeah. This will be um, out a couple weeks before that, probably. Yeah. So what, yeah. uh, what's the past year been like? Uh... Interesting. I mean, like on like a political kind of social, <laughs> uh, uh, international kind yeah. of basis. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how to. There's a lot of avenue, a lot of ways to tackle that. Uh, we had a pretty rough year because um, mm-hmm. we uh, we had a personnel change. Um, Tara, the the original singer mm-hmm. slash keys slash melodica player in the band, um, sort of uh, decided to go her her separate ways. You know, it's like getting paid as a it's a priority for people that want to make music their life, and uh, it's really hard to be in a touring band. Um, and it was just, I think, better for everyone. Um, but uh, we sort of transitioned into having a new, different singer over the past year. So we were sort of like, uh, we had Tara fill out as many of the dates as she was willing to, which was great and super helpful for us because um, we were able to, you know, basically finish out our obligations, and then we went forward sort of booking a little more slowly. We did some shows without uh, a singer, just a, like a quartet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which, you know, that that was interesting, and we got to explore some new sides of ourselves and of the band. Um, but when Melissa got there, it was just like, it was it was magic. She she fits in great. Um, she's very chill. And um, we, we've sort of like... We're just at the point now where we've sort of caught up and we're we're hitting our stride with the learning, finally learning like new new material, you know, instead of just kind of hashing over the uh, original repertoire. Because we had at you know at at that this point like last year, you know, we had about six hours of music pretty much ready to drop at on any yeah. given day. Damn. So we're kind of like working our way back up to that. <laughs> um, that was that was a big part of what the year was for. I, I mean, for me, you know, there's a lot of other interpersonal things. Yeah, I mean, and, mm-hmm. I think also, like, uh, to, to counter that the a little bit. The world is crazy. Yeah, the, yeah, world, well, is, the yeah. world is certainly crazy. And I feel like that has an effect on everybody, too. Um, sure. The one thing, positive thing, for sure, that I felt last year was we played more music festivals than we had ever had before. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, 11 or something like that. Wow. Yeah, 11 Damn. or 12. Um, and it, it, was, it was just a lot of fun to be able to do that. And, like, for me personally, like, I've been involved in this sort of like jam band music. And I was at Bonnaroo 2004. I was at two, wow. the two fish festivals back in, in the 2.0 era. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I mean, I love the festivals. I went to eight gathering of the vibes, three Catskill chills. I'm all over the place with those. Yeah. And I, I just love those. I was always envious of those musicians and to be able to go out and play all these festivals all the time, you know, it mm-hmm. was just, it was just a real positive thing for us and to be in front of all these new audiences and to be, uh, mingling with all these new musicians and like hanging out with all these cool people. It was just, a, it, that was a lot of fun. Um, also getting Melissa involved and showing her in introducing her into this scene was also really fun because she does, she comes from a little bit of a different world and oh, yeah. she has never, she had never, I don't think she'd ever been to a hippie fest yeah, before no, uh, that her, first one. Her first hippie festival was the, Threestable? No, it was the Sleepy Creek 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 in West Virginia. It was like the first time she'd ever been to a music festival, and it was like a bluegrass festival. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was uh, Jeff Austin was the headliner that night, who was the... um the mandolin player from Yonder Mountain, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and uh, it was it was a really good time, and you know, showing her the ropes a little bit, and you know, seeing <laughs> yeah. how seeing how her personality, you know, was going to interact with all these crazy hippies like dancing around <laughs> yeah. barefoot it everywhere. Was, it was kind of <laughs> fun to watch her immerse herself in our in our little the little world we've built because there's it's it's pretty vast. 
yeah. and yeah. it's full of characters and uh we love getting out on the road so and, yeah. and she seems to be enjoying herself for so sure. it's working out pretty good yeah but yeah the year the year has had its ups and downs for sure and mm-hmm. uh i think we're on the better side of it at this point i sure. mean yeah it seems like it yeah know? Um, and what what are some of your like? I mean, you like playing the music festivals and stuff, but like, what what are some of your I guess favorite venues? I guess maybe in New York, mm-hmm. in in this area. Uh, well, we play the Knitting Factory uh, a bunch. Uh, our sort of like home festival. Uh, like Corey's been throwing this party for what it, it was. It'll a, be nine years next year. Nine, oh, nine wow. years. The, the eighth one was yeah. this year, the eighth annual Winter Course called Winter. Course. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Winter Course. Yeah, we had um, I believe uh, on who yeah. Uh, yeah. talking about that. Yeah, our good friends, our homies. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's a really fun party, and the uh, Knitting Factory loves us for it, and. Uh, so we played there a lot. Brooklyn Bowl is like one of our favorite rooms to play. We just played there, yeah. That was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in New York City, those two spots for sure. Um, We've also played the Bowery Electric a bunch, which yeah. is one okay. of my favorite clubs in the city. Mercury Lounge. Yeah, Mercury Lounge we did recently Mercury for the Lounge. first time. Oh, and that's that was, cool. That's... Uh, as our band. Um, had you played there before? I'd played there. I hadn't played there before. Oh, that's that, cool. was, that was my first time. That was a good time. Um, yeah, I mean, those are, all, those are all cool, cool spots. And, uh, you know, New York is like... Is its own sort of monster when it comes to a music scene because there's so mm-hmm. many bands. And yeah. It's like, it's like in other places we go, like there'll be like two or three spots that you can go see music. So, like, people will just, anyone interested in music is going to be at those spots. Yeah. But in New York, there's hundreds mm-hmm. of things to do on any given night. Yeah. It's a lot. So, it's, it's a different, a different monster. But, um, yeah. Once you start, once you start playing the bigger venues, you're dealing with radius clauses. So, you have to play less and less, which, I mean, you know, it's 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 good and it's bad. Uh, I remember having a lot of fun playing like every night somewhere different. Um, you know, with one of my old bands. Um, you know, in New York, because like if you're playing the smaller clubs or the places that aren't really meant to have live music, which there are tons of them, mm-hmm. uh, they don't really give a crap if you're playing somewhere else, mm-hmm. like tomorrow yeah. or, or the next day. Um, and you don't really have to be as careful. And you can burn out your draw that way, but you can also build a following that way. So we're we're sort of at that point where, like, we're trying to only play the city, like, three or four times a year because it's, mm-hmm. you know, we want to, like, we want to make this a big party, you know. It's yeah. like when we come home, we want it to be huge. Yeah. So. yeah. And just quickly running back, talking about, like, the whole transition thing. You guys were saying you the band was originally ukulelean. Mm-hmm. When that whole change, well, one I don't know if you guys can say what happened, but like, is there <laughs> what, what was the reason you yeah. had to change? And was that like kind of like a scary moment of like, well, what so happens I'll next? I, I'll jump on this. One. <laughs> yeah, jump okay, on so. It. All right, so it was it was a trademark. There was a trademark issue, mm-hmm. and we had to we had to. Uh, change our name from ukulelean um we don't we don't like to talk about who has the trademark because we don't want to like give throw any of that energy positive or negative out there um but the bottom line really what actually happened was uh the people that own the trademark basically reported us to facebook and facebook just took our facebook page away oh damn and so like we had about 1200 facebook likes at the time and it was like we had we were on our first like out of town tour yeah and they ripped all our social it media. was it was oh. yeah we were in i remember we were in providence i remember like like being in there and just like it was like our first time there and we just we didn't know what our name was gonna be yeah and, oh uh, yeah we were like <laughs> thank you we're some Somebody, band. we're a band. Oh, you just kind of didn't know. <laughs> we're a um, band. But yeah. <laughs> we used to be ukulele, but now we're not, and we don't know what it is, but we're a band. Yeah. Like us, 
somewhere. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was uh, really annoying to resolve. But basically, the thing that surprised me about the situation was that there was no cease and desist order. There was no lawyers involved. It was just we knew that we couldn't be this thing because mm-hmm. Facebook wouldn't let us be this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they came to us and they were like, you need to go have these people that own this trademark free tell us that, that it's cool to give you your name back and then you need to change your name. So that's exactly what we did. We went to them and we were like, listen, we're going to change our name. And they were like, what are you going to change your name to? And we told them we went through the process, this, which the was an interesting process. The lady gave me a lot of trouble about it too, yeah, man. Yeah, Terry just, actually talked to... Because uh, like we were trying to find a way around <laughs> it. We were like trying to find like a different spelling and we settled on You Kill Alien. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we're going to call ourselves You Kill Alien and it'll be Ukulelean. And everyone will know, but, you know, it'll be, like, officially, it's you kill alien. Yeah. yeah. And I told this lady, and she was like, no, that's <laughs> awful and violent. That's terrible. <laughs> and uh, so, oh yeah, I, I, could, I couldn't convince. <laughs> she sounded so nice, but she got really angry when, uh, when you know, yeah. policing her trademark. So yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah. Fine. And ultimately, when we came up with all the, we went through every ukulele pun we could think of, and we decided that we didn't want to be pigeonholed as a ukulele band entirely anyways. Oh, thank God. Yeah, which <laughs> which works to our benefit, uh, as we do play quite a bit of guitar in, in our sets now. But, she, you know, in the end, it was really, when we came to her, like, with the, with the name, the, the only name that all of us agreed we didn't hate. Because that was really, as, as a bunch of New Yorkers, it's yeah. like, which one do we all not hate, everybody? Yeah. And right. this was the one. <laughs> And uh, it felt it, it kept all our branding yeah. together too, because we're all about the outer spacey, mm-hmm. fun sci-fi vibes too. Yeah. And we went to her. We're like, we're gonna be cousin Earth, and she was like, okay, I will release your name to Facebook. And then we released it, and we changed our name on Facebook, and we got all our likes back. And then the rest is history. Oh, then, so then you were all, all good. Yeah. 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 Now, now we're totally legit. Totally. Yeah. Which, which is the only real good thing that comes out of something. And we got like the that. dot com. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. There that you was go. Awesome. You're golden. We got the dot com. We got the circle it. TM. Yep. We got, oh, we got fancy. The, uh, I, well, I don't even actually. Is that true? Do we, I think we do. Yes. Uh, or is it the circle R? I don't even know. Registry we have a bunch yeah. of papers that say that we own a bunch of stuff. We got a bunch of letters wow. with circles around them now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So and quickly jumping back because we jump. We we have fun here. We have fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's jump around. around. Yeah. Kind of go. Jump around. Different directions. Jump. Jump. Because <laughs> <laughs> we want to get copyrighted strikes. Um, what was the recording process like for human music? Ooh, perilous. Yeah. I mean, it was tedious for it, sure. It was ambitious. It's yeah. an ambitious record. So we Yeah, uh, seems we uh we started with the with the bass and the the drums and the the rhythm rhythm section stuff. Um and that in itself took uh took a bunch of time and then like once we had the skeletons down, it was Joe spent uh just an exorbitant amount of time in the studio uh, doing overdubs, making sure all the sounds were perfect. We all basically kind of did that. We have an engineer that we work with um, named Matt Einsidler, Professor Slider at uh, Audio Workstations in Islandia, Long Island. Um, he's kind of our guy, so we've been working with him for years, and we all just took turns going in there, doing the weekend with Matt, like, oh, this is your weekend, this is your weekend. So one by one, we go in there, we lay down everything from our vocals to instrumental overdubs, and we just kind of hang out and work on it and edit it and edit it. And little by little, um, you know, uh, it came together. Um, we we really turned up the heat at, like, the end of the year. It sort of was dragging uh, for a little while, but, like, once we really sat down and focused on it, 
it uh, yeah it it became what it what it is, which I think we're all really proud of. Yeah, I think I think for regardless sure. of how frustrating it was. Yeah, the pro the process <laughs> the process can be really can be really tedious for sure. And I think uh, Joe especially learned a lot about the process of of you know making an album and doing that. And he spent the most time of everybody. Him and Matt together did so much to make the album work, and they were out there. In Islandia, just all the time, just working on it, working on it. I think mm -hmm. the biggest issue with the, with the, with that is that because we're all, you know, like working and doing other things, it's like we weren't able to like put like three weeks down and just like complete a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. It was like weekends. It was like ten hours here, fifteen hours there, and then like after a while, that becomes it's like what do we what do we do last time? Like what where do we leave off? And then you have to listen back, and it it just makes it makes it the whole process a lot more tedious. Because also we were we were paying for it with the money we were making touring too. So yeah. a, like the we have to play shows to make money to pay for the record that we're right. making that like comes into play a lot. Yeah. You know. Um and we didn't we didn't crowdsource anything. We haven't mm -hmm. we've never as a band crowdsourced anything because we wanted we wanted to put it out and like ultimately we probably will do something like that because yeah. we want we want our you know our audience to be part of what we do in general. But uh you know we we've always felt like it was important for us to do our thing and to put it out and for people to just want it and not mm -hmm. not feel like they have to like give us money up front for it. And right. you know you can download it for free on Bandcamp. You could Spotify it. Like mm -hmm. music like that is it's like that nowadays. So yeah, it's yeah. it's there if you want it. If you want to pay us, that's great. Please yeah. pay us. Yeah. But if you don't, we still love you. Just listen to it, man. You yeah. Know? Just listen. Yeah, for sure. Definitely listen. It's but also great. Great album. <laughs> but also give us money. But mostly listen. Money though. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have some shows coming up yes and i guess we'll start with uh yeah and let us know if we're missing any but we have tomorrow the day that after this episode comes out on uh, march 29th the hollow in albany new york that's right and you'll be playing with teddy midnight and purple stuff the purple stuff the purple stuff I'm very yeah. excited about teddy playing midnight. with the purple yeah. stuff for the first time yeah then the the following day on the 30th bishop's lounge in northampton massachusetts uh, all right the bishopest of all lounges yeah, for sure. yes <laughs> i like this yeah, I, I, it's it's <laughs> it's a cool room it's a very cool room. yeah we'll have fun there and then on April 5th, Pacific Standard Tavern in New Haven, Connecticut. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, yes, New Haven. Pacific Standard, <laughs> It's yes. just yes. like the old Haven, but better with more electronic enhancements. And that'll be with Swimmer. Yes. Swimmer. They know how to swim. Oh, they do. Let's good. see what you have to say about this next and place. And <laughs> then on the next night... April sixth. I know. I know how to count. <laughs> April sixth. Numbers. Do we know days of the week here? We don't. We don't. Um, know. Uh, April sixth is they're a all, Saturday. They're all Fridays and Saturdays. Perfect. There you go. Back and okay. forth. Fifth is a Friday. Sixth is a Saturday. So on the sixth, it's the Stone Church in New Market. Oh crap. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh my God! I lived, I just straight what up had you, a brain what fart. What did you think NH stood for? No clue. I know. I knew what I knew. Like, <laughs> Northampton. <laughs> Wait, no, no, that's a city. I knew exactly what the state was, but my brain was just like, forget the name. <laughs> it's New Hampshire. Like I could picture it. So what New up, Hampshire. What New up, Market. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Free, free, these new the Stone Church. That's yes. right. And that's also with swimmer. That's right. Uh, yes, the do, Stone Church. Do a lot of yeah. swimming. And, uh, respect the stone church respecting stones <laughs> yeah and now i can't tell so no sorry it's may 9th to the 11th mm -hmm. oh my birthday oh how about that mazel tov in spring three threestable yeah the threestable the yeah. Threestable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah spring threestable in 
Duncannon, Pennsylvania. Yes. Oh, yeah. With uh, Medusa's Disco. Yeah. And Out of Thy Beard Space. Oh, yeah. And Bella's Bartok. Yes. Ooh, we love those guys. Yeah. yeah. Some of our favorites. Yeah. yeah. Did we miss anything? Is there any other? Uh, there's like May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, Star Wars Party oh, at yep. uh, Art Street Tavern in Hartford, Connecticut yep. with One Time Weekend. Yep. Oh, that's exciting. Going to be a lot of pew pew. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Beep, beep, boop, wow. boop. That's, yep. a good, that's a good chewy. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I, I've been working on it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, there's actually a whole bunch of shows that uh, that we are just about to announce or just announced. Uh, there's also a, a Long Island show the day before that, the May the third at Katie's with uh, in Smithtown with Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh yes, the Wait, Pizza Cats. Oh damn! Wait, yeah. May May third on oh, Long okay. Island, May fourth okay. in Hartford. We just said on one time yeah. weekend. I think uh, we're actually playing, if I'm not mistaken, May tenth at Three Civil, and then the next night we're going to be at Briac in Bridgeport, mm-hmm. okay. uh, which is an awesome spot. Uh, we're going to be at the Strange Creek Music Festival on Memorial Day weekend, uh, noon on Saturday of that mm-hmm. for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's... Oh, yeah. Also, we're going to be... We haven't announced it yet, but we're going to be going down south in the middle of April. Yeah, there's no right. dates in April because... By the, time this, uh, by the time this airs, we'll have the... the the you know, the poster thing. up that tells yeah, you where okay. we're going to so be. So check out your website. We're just, yeah. It'll yeah. be down south. April, what, it's 17th like the, yeah, through, the through the 27th? Yeah. If you're down south, look out. Georgia, yeah. South Carolina, North Carolina, we're all over that. Yep. We're yep. doing it. It's our first like true like venture for like 10 days out there. So nice. Yeah, we'll it. see if we make it. We're, Very like a, cool. we're like a touring band or something. Yeah, we'll yeah. make it. We'll make it. <laughs> also, I've decided that I'm going to cut out all of the entire interview and just do one hour of you guys just doing the chewy voices. Nice. So that'll be fun. <laughs> um, also, what other, what are like some upcoming projects you guys happen to be working on or are you just trucking it through? Well, uh, we got the, when the dinosaurs come back from outer space music video yes. dropping, uh, which should have already dropped by the time this podcast airs. We're also, uh, we're working on recording some new stuff in Joe's backyard at his new fancy studio. So we've got a single that we're going to drop uh, hopefully in April with a video as well. Right now I'm working on a stop motion uh, movie to go along with the video. Oh, that's, shit. That's, that's what, awesome. It's like my project right now. We all have different projects we're all responsible for. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just dropping a lot of content this year. 2019 is the quote. I'm making air quotes here. Year of content. So we're going to just put out a bunch of content. Very cool. Um, yeah, so we, we got plans, and uh, yeah. you know, just keep on trucking on. Sweet. For sure, yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that everybody's doing all the time. Um, mm-hmm. I'll shout out Nate is in a, uh, a fish tribute band called Uncle Ebenezer that I Uncle used to be Lee. part of. Yeah, those guys are like our one of our sibling bands uh, that we, we do. Terry has the whistles. Him and his wife play uh, yeah. out sometimes. Uh, America's favorite new whimsical folk duo. Yes, right. <laughs> they are phenomenal. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, I like I like the snow song. That's my favorite. Oh, fuck it's fucking snow again. Oh, can we swear on this podcast? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we encourage right. it. Okay. okay good. <laughs> There's a song called "Fuck It's Fucking Snowing Again." Which, yeah. Which still applies. It's a good time. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So like, uh, there's. I mean, Melissa does uh, other things as well. She sings in like a like a like a girl female like um uh like acapella group. I think mm-hmm. right. Um. So she does that. Um. Personally, I, I've I've. I actually left the Uncle Ebenezer to focus on Cousin Earth and do more writing because I learned 130 fish songs and I was like, you know what? I think I should write some music now. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm trying to do that more and more often. Um, but yeah, I mean, always always looking to, to do more things, be more artistic, uh, be more creative. That's that's the name of the game. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, and where can people find you guys? 
in oh. your apartment. Yeah, everywhere. Oh, shit. That's true. <laughs> you guys are here. This little corner of the galaxy. By the time this podcast airs, we will not be in your apartment. Oh, <laughs> man. The air is or so maybe breathable. We will. Maybe it yeah. will. You never For, know. We'll That'd be really weird. You never really know weird. how this could end up. <laughs> yeah. Anything, anything is possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. We're all over the place. We got Cousin Earth. It's Cousin Earth at everything. The only thing that's not at Cousin Earth is Instagram, which is Cousin Earth Music. Oh, yes. Oh. Everything else is at there. Cousin Earth. Is there though. a Cousin Earth on Instagram that isn't there us? Is. Yeah. We yeah. should find them. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Do the Facebook thing that you yeah. guys yeah. do. That's happened to you. <laughs> Cousin Earth on Instagram, we're coming to get you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah otherwise, yeah, cousinearth.com, dot, uh, Facebook, yeah, Facebook YouTube. YouTube's the whole important. Nine. Yep. Yeah. yeah, subscribe, like. Follow. Buy our stuff. Yeah, Bye. definitely make sure to support these guys. They Listen, are awesome. But money. Yes. Yeah. Money. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. Thanks for thanks for being on the podcast, oh, yeah. guys. guys was that it? That was painless. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I thought it was going to get a shot or something. Yeah, no, no, you guys was, did it. Yeah. All right, so, all right. Uh, so now now we uh, now we rage. Now we now we party. Yeah, now we're going to now we throw your guys' television out the window. Is that uh, is that what we do? That's uh, a big TV. This is uh, you this can is maybe you. I mean, I watch. This it. is your place, so I'm going to maybe <laughs> that TV won't even fit out that way. You know what? We'll flip a coin and like let leave it up to chaos. Oh, I like that. Okay, sure. Or we can write a bunch of pieces of furniture and on pieces of paper drop them in a hat and we'll pull them out of the hat and whichever, whichever piece of yeah. furniture does that one's going out the window i, I, like I think it. that's a fair way to do yeah. it yeah i yes. think so yeah i really yeah. hope it's it's this seat right this blue chair because i want to throw it yeah i like this one again yeah. that looks like that's that's bigger than the window that's not going to work well, but i mean throw, well, i guess if it comes out of the hat we'll make it fit yeah we'll, we'll make, make it fit. we'll make it work. we're doers yeah. that's what yeah. we do yeah Right on. All right. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. I like where this went. Yeah. fun. It went to a strange place of destroying my you stuff. You think you like when the, where this went, but wait till we're done. Yeah. All, All right. right. So who's got a hat? All right. We're going to go throw some stuff, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Peace. <laughs>